This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. We are recording this on a late Wednesday night. Lenny United is winning one to nothing uh, against the New England Revolution. I know everybody was wondering what was going on as we were recording. That's what's going on. That's what I was doing before this. Um, and, you know, there's a big, pivotal Braves and National Series coming up this weekend that uh, I'm very excited about. But anyway... None of that matters right now. What matters right now is the person who is here with me, Nick Stellini. Nick, good evening. How are you? I'm good, Chase. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. You've uh, added another publication to your belt since we last talked. Yes, I have. Um, you can now find a bit of my work at The Athletic. Very excited about that. Um, I don't want to say that like there's a Chase Thomas podcast bump, but I will not rule it out. Well, hopefully we'll see. <laughs> Um, so anyway, you're writing there now, you're writing at Sporting News, and you're writing at Baseball Prospectus, as always, and you had this great piece for Sporting News on uh, the Blue Jays' top prospects, because the Blue Jays, um, I talked with John Taylor of SI last week um, about the Blue Jays a little bit, and just the weird situation that they're kind of in right now, and there was a really good piece on ESPN.com about like just kind of imploring the Blue Jays to just call up um, Vlad Guerrero Jr., at third because it's not like the the weirdest thing about it is that he's 19 so people are a little concerned of like oh do you call this kid up but he's mashing and he's not it's kind of like a cunha a little bit to me where it's like i don't know why you're at least hesitant about calling this young guy up because it's clear that he's ready regardless of his age and you have a need and this team is still trying to make the playoffs this year so it's like he can help right now this offense needs him that kind of thing um but you wrote about him and the other big Toronto Blue Jays prospect. Uh, would you like to br- reveal who the other one was? So it's Bo Bichette, who is uh, Dante Bichette's uh, son. Um, and he's a theoretically a shortstop, more of a second baseman. Um, he's not going to be like a super high average guy, but he's going to like the, I'm not, I, I should put it right now. Like I don't have like the best scouting eye in the world, but just like based on what I know of him and what I saw, um, like there's some hobby bias to his game. I, I think that might be a not horrible comp, um, maybe a bit less glove than hobby bias because hobby bias can actually play short. And I don't know if Bichette's a shortstop for the long run. Um, he's more of a second base. Maybe they might throw him in center field at some point and see how, see if he can swim basically. Um, but he's most likely a second baseman. Um, you know, he, he's a play with his hair on fire kind of dude. Um, Lot, you know, good power, uh, lots of doubles, um, kind of kind of player that fans are gonna love. He, he is good. Um, so, but but the thing about that team is like it's not just Vladdy and Bo. Um, 
like Kevin Biggio, Craig Biggio's son is on that team, and he's breaking out now. We're getting um, old, man. Craig Biggio already has a son ready to get into the majors because there's well, what, he's not he's not major league ready, but he's not yeah. major league ready, but he is good. Um, he's breaking out. Um, there th- there's some bloodlines on that team. Um, Lourdes Gurriel was there when I when I saw that team. Um, and there's a lot of other good players in that team. That's an insanely talented group. Um, but yeah, in terms of Vladdy not being up, I don't get it. Uh, I mean, I get it if you want to do a super cynical, it's all only about the money kind of thing. Um, Which but, still sucks. And that's yes, still so, a so like, reason, yeah. <laughs> my, my, babe, my, my general philosophy and everything, but especially this situation, is that if your sport and your league is in a situation where the best players are not necessarily in the league, because of money concerns, your league is fundamentally broken. Mm-hmm. Um, like, could you imagine a scenario in which, like, okay, so let's let's say Sam Darnold is like just tearing it up in training camp, looks like Tom Brady. Um, every report from the practice squad once the season starts is that he's Tom Brady. I'm not saying Sam Darnold's Tom Brady, but in our theoretical situation here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Jets refuse to play him, even as they're a 500 or lower team and are running. And even if like, because like you can't say like there's like a glaring hole at their base because Josh Donaldson exists. Yeah. But like they could play him at DH. So, but like let's say yeah, Kendrick Morales is not like someone you have to keep in there. In the so so let's say yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, God forbid, got hurt again. They're they're running Josh McCown out there and he's fine, nothing special. But you've got Darnold, who's like you know theoretically in this scenario, just like. Wait, wait, wait. Does this make Russell Martin the Christian Hackenberg in this situation? No, because Christian Hackenberg no longer plays for the Jets. That's um, true. Not that he ever played for the Jets, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just can't get over Russell Martin, third baseman, shortstop, who also can't do either of those things, but is still doing that, and that's one of the... Never mind. Uh, continue. But but my point is that, like, would that ever happen in the NFL where they would just no. like say, no, screw we're not going to play Sam Darnold even if we're clearly out of it, and he's tearing it up? I thought you were um, going to go the NBA route where it would be like if Jason Tatum uh, had to spend sure, like yeah, six months yeah, so, in the G League so, and was putting up the kind of numbers that you're seeing down the stretch here and the Boston just doesn't do it because Danny Ainge is like, well, we'll get an extra year of <laughs> control of Jason Tatum if we just keep him down a little bit longer. But um, this is like even with the Hayward stuff. So they're playing like Simi Ojale for like 36 minutes a night, just torturing the fans just to save some money. And my line of thinking, though, which drives me insane with the way some people respond to this kind of thing is like, oh, it's just smart baseball. And I'm like, okay, that's not what we're talking about. No one's arguing whether or not this is the right move for the front office, guys. That's not the question here. What we're arguing when, when is, I go to the ballpark, yeah, I personally exactly. go to the ballpark and cheer for the GM, not for and for, and for <laughs> the right? owner's pocketbook, I not for the team. That. I was listening that the other day of like, oh, you know, it's a common sports talk thing of like, and this happens a lot with the Brave stuff is that uh, there are so many guys that are waiting to get called up and everything else. So we're like, oh, well, you got to have that team control and blah, blah, blah. But my whole thing, like you just said, it's like we go to cheer the GMs, not the, the the players. It's stupid. It's like, no, I mean, it's still like we get that's not what the <laughs> argument is. It's still a problem for good baseball players to not be in major league baseball just because the team is trying to save a little money. That is not. And, good and this is, this isn't even like, you know, wait two weeks to call up, uh, to call up Acuna to get yeah. the extra year. It, it's preventing him from getting an extra arb year. Uh, like they've already like the two weeks thing. Like that's not a thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's a matter of an arb year now, I think, um, where he, he would get the, the extra arb year. Um, 
I, I just I don't get it. He's not slumping. He's still raking. Like, and it, I was I think it was um I want I want to say it was Schoenfeld on ESPN.com who wrote about this where he kind of pointed out of like all the 19 year olds who uh came to the big leagues and guess what a lot of hall of famers on that list who turned out just fine and came to the big leagues at 19 years yeah, old. if you're good enough to get up at 19 you're probably pretty damn talented exactly like you're even if you struggle a little bit you're still pro you're in good company i i don't have it in front of me but i'm pretty sure trout was one of them but um a lot of good uh people on that list and i just i, I can't get over it so um I don't even want to guesstimate when he does get called up because right now it's just like, um, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I wrote that thing in August and I said, I, I, I'm sorry. I wrote that thing in June and uh, April. Yeah. And I said that like, he's not going to be still on New Hampshire when they come back to Trenton in June and he will be the DH by August. Like those were the predictions I made. And I don't know, man. Um, like let's look at the, the thunder schedule. What, when does New Hampshire come back? um to, to trenton um uh, because that was the big thing i mean like he's not going to be on the team when i get back um so new, the new hampshire fisher cats return to trenton um at okay so june 29th is is their game back in trenton um so that's a bit that's still another month um uh, but at this point like if they're not going to call him up now I, I don't know what what would change their thinking i mean hopefully he will be up by then I, I would i would be incredibly disappointed if he's not up by then or at least in triple a like let's say like they're not, they're not even moving into triple a to like to test those arms they're just keeping him in double a i don't get it this is very frustrating because i want to see this guy in major league baseball like i think it was like three weeks ago i said at what point does this become embarrassing for the blue jays and like we're like way past that point and it's just this is a team trying to make the playoffs, and they've been hit with Tulowitzki injury stuff, Donaldson still dealing with all kinds of things, and just I, I just I don't really like you said it's just really baffling, and um I hope they change it. Uh, do you have thirty seconds on Homer Bailey, no longer starting pitcher? Mean, what were they waiting for? <laughs> I mean, um, uh, that was a joke. Um, I mean, when, when was really the last bad. when was the last time Homer Four Bailey was Homer Bailey? That's it's a really sad thing. And I looked at his contract and I'd forgotten how bad it looks even now. But he just got moved to the bullpen. That's the reason I brought that up. And um, yeah, pour one out for Homer Bailey, who is one in six with a six point two one ERA this season. I mean, the last time Homer Bailey had an ERA under five was twenty fourteen. Was it really? Yeah. Man, that's brutal. Um, but he'll always have those uh, couple years. Uh, let's see, 2014, yeah. But that 2012 to 2014 stretch was pretty good. Yeah. And that was it. And he got him paid, and now he's gone. Uh, oh, well. But anyway, Hanley Ramirez, another guy on the back end of his career. Hanley Ramirez got DFA'd, and it's... Uh, I guess it was kind of surprising based on like how the team was talking about him and how they've approached the Blake Swihart stuff. And uh, it's kind of weird, but it's also like they didn't really need him, but he also seems like he was a good clubhouse guy. But Mitch Moreland's really raking this year, and you have J.D. Martinez in the DH spot, so it's like where do you even keep Hanley if you do want to keep him? But at the same time, they made it a point to get him acclimated in spring training, and he got off the, to that hot start in April. And then he completely fell off a cliff in May. And I just, it's a really weird thing, but it's also like he can't play defense. So he probably can't go to an NL team. 
but it's like, where can he go? And are we sure he can still play baseball at this point? I, I know that sounds harsh, but it's like, are we sure we, we haven't just seen the end of Hanley Ramirez in Major League Baseball? I would be stunned if he's not going to get a job. Okay. So we're doing I, I would be genuinely stunned. Um, the Rockies, um, okay. because they are first base. First oh, base. Okay. Because they don't have a first baseman. Yeah. I mean, they, their first base production has been just horrifyingly bad this year. Um, and they seem to refuse to want to give Ryan McMahon a shot for reasons beyond understanding. So unless they're going to roll him out there every day, um, which they sh- probably should, but um, their their recent line of thinking leads me to believe that they might want to give Hanley a shot. I mean, we're, again, we're just a month removed from Hanley hitting well. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't hit especially well for like a couple of years now. Um, but I mean, he's not, he, he can't be any worse than what they've already got there is, is, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, in terms of the Red Sox actually cutting him, um, I was a little surprised. Um, and he's a cumbersome fit on the roster to be sure, given Moreland hitting and the Martinez signing and all that. Um, that being said, that that room, he was clearly beloved in that room. Right. Um, and, I mean, listen, if cutting one player kills your locker room chemistry, you probably didn't have locker room chemistry in the first place. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I was surprised to see that happen. Um, and there's the whole vesting option thing, which makes it a little skeevy um, because he had that thing where in his contract, at four. 49 appearances i think another year on his contract for 20 million dollars which the red sox didn't want to do yeah um so which is a weird contract incentive on the way yeah 449 is a very specific number and i'm sure there's a reason they have they i'm sure there's some sort of like average plate appearances over the last x number of years when he signed the contract like dave dombrowski like just yelling at some intern run the numbers again how many plate appearances can i bet on this guy uh i I don't it's so weird i mean and he had 336 in 2013 and 5 512 in 2014 so i guess 449 is right in the middle there i think um so Wait, that would there have been it is. Charrington. I don't know why I said David Dombrowski. That was the Charrington era, which coincided with the other worst contract in the Charrington era, I guess, um, would be Pablo Sandoval, who they're also Newly paying. Newly second baseman's Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so they're paying him a lot of money still this season. And now the Red Sox are going to pay Hanley Ramirez close to $20 million this year to not play for their team as well. It's not what you want. No. But it turns out it doesn't really matter when you get hit, nail everything else and you have a AL MVP favorite right now. I mean, how much have they nailed? Well, I mean, Mookie Betts is a home run. Um, right, but it's not like they, 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 they signed him. Well, what I'm saying is that like they've nailed the rest of this roster construction. No, yeah, you, like, you can they, have a lot of things forgiven when you have Mookie Betts and trade exactly. for Exactly, so like those faults don't hurt as much. Like if this kind of deal happened to like... I don't know who is a good example of this right now. I guess maybe like the Mets or something where they were trying to go for it. And then those two, like they are, they're already not huge spenders. And we're going to talk about them in a second, but like the penny pinchers who are also trying to contend. And then they, ha- they kind of, maybe the Mariners would be a good example of this too, of like, if they go the Chris above, Davis contract. Yeah. So oh, the, perfect. And then you're just saddled with this for years, that contract. Oh my God. I think there's still like five years left in that deal. And he's batting like less than 200 this year. But anyway, 
I um, got ripped for hating that contract, and I'm I'm very proud of. Did you being really? Because I feel like yeah. that was one where we all of baseball Twitter was like, "What the hell are is Baltimore doing?" But like, this no, was, I got ripped. Oh my god, why? I was like, no. Who why would this you was do that? Go well. <laughs> I was like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, but yeah, um, the Red Sox. I mean, they're really good at baseball, and they're going to be good for the next couple of years. Their farm system is drying up. But that's what happens when all of them get called up and you trade for top talent and like Chris Sale and guys like that. And uh, they're contending. If they win a World Series title in the next couple of years, it doesn't matter. But um, not a great end to the Ben Charrington era in Boston, I would say. No, they did not go all that well. No. Um, so outside of the Rockies, if he went to an AL team, who could you see Hanley fitting in nicely with? Well, it would need to be a team with... Cleveland makes sense for me. A first, but Cleveland. Yeah, I would because I don't know uh, maybe I'm not Cleveland. Alonso, I don't. Believer. I don't. I don't know where he would. Well, like, but like they're not going to cut Yonder Alonso. No. Um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, nobody really needs a first. I mean, like the the, the strictly first base DH type player is like being frozen out like he's being squeezed out of the game right now mm-hmm. um as people carry fifteen thousand member bullpens um so positional flexibility is a good thing right now that, and i would not that we haven't talked about the the, the, uh, the supersized bullpens <laughs> yes and uh, i hate Ray's it also starting the opener stuff uh, um i i can't get into the opener stuff without the the citizens of tampa florida calling for my head what? Um, why is everyone oh, going dude, after you, Nick? Dude, like it was bad the other day. I, I like. Well, first off, so the Rays have fans. So, like, here's the thing: like, the Rays do well on television. Like, they do pretty decent numbers on TV. Like, so, like, there are Rays fans. Okay. And Rays Twitter is a very interesting place. Um, can like, I also say, Rays fans, before you come at me for that comment? I have been banging the Rays are going to be in the AL wildcard race drum for like six months. How'd that go for you? I'm still feeling great. They're 27 and 26. Being led by CJ Crone and, and Daniel Robertson. Hey. Uh, that that sounds mean, sustainable. Snell, my dude, Blake Snell, is about to be an no, all-star. Yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm not hating on Blake Snell. Blake Snell's good. I like Blake Snell. Um, I, um, I don't want them to be good because I want them to trade uh, Chris Archer to the Braves. But they, uh, I think that's kind of the hidden nugget about this that um people were missing with the opener stuff was that this rotation has been destroyed and they have like three guys and this is like an outside the box way of doing things when you have a really garbage starting rotation outside of two guys and it's a way of trying to get around that but like okay so so you so you you want to you want to be on a a little okay here's a comment i'm not supposed to make chris archer is now in his third straight year of having a four year right mm-hmm so how I mean, I I adore Chris Archer. I just don't know if he's like elite right now. I think I've just wanted him on the Braves for so long that I don't really care. No, like he's been like the sexiest trade target for years now, and then like people haven't noticed like maybe he's not super elite anymore. He's still good. Um, I just like I don't know if I would say he's like you know elite. He's a pretty good number two starter, I think. How much more team control does he get? Let's see. Because I feel like he still has a couple more years. He's got a contract with some options on it, I think. Yeah. 
And I uh, so 6.2 this year, 7.5 next year. Team option through 2021. Team option for 11. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. That I can deal with. That's the thing is like you just. No, it's a good contract. It's league, a very good contract. Yeah. I just, you want someone. Yeah, you take Chris Archer contract. at 7 million next year. I mean, uh, two years from I'll now. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll sign up for that. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it's fine. But back to the Ray stuff. Like, I think you and I talked about the Corey Dickerson thing. And turns out he's still good at baseball, even though the Rays. Tried wow. And like he was not a good baseball player. And he's still wow. mashing for the Pirates. Um, wow. But CJ Crone, just fine. All right, but like, are we seriously believing like CJ Crohn is like a true offensive force? No, but I think they probably knew that they could get a lot out of CJ Crohn. That would be my guess. I mean, I don't think CJ Crohn's like bad. I just don't know that was the Carlos Gomez thing. That one bothered me more. Of like, this guy can't play every day anymore. What is this? What's going on here? And then not signing starting pitching. That's never good. Yeah, so like you can talk about the crappy rotation, but like that's very self-inflicted. Yes, for sure. It's 100% self-inflicted. But this team just, I mean, they weren't terrible last year. And I, I don't know. I just wish they would go for it. John had a great They weren't record. terrible last year. And they were like, we don't need these good players. Exactly. Like, that's, it's, they're such a frustrating team. And J- you should listen but, to but John if, but if last week on the pod about this. He went on like a six-minute monologue, which was fantastic. And I really but, but, appreciated it. No, John's great. But when I say that on Twitter, like, I get yelled at for a day. Well, that John, I, I, we got your back. I, I don't understand the galaxy brain, you know, actually we don't need good players to be good and we're just smaller <laughs> than you kind of thing. So do you know, do you know, do you know the, uh, the Craig Goldstein tweet where, um, yeah, I think it's Billy Bean does 19 things to make his team slightly worse, but slightly cheaper. And I'm like, Oh yes, I see it. And then the Matt <laughs> science shows are like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> that, that is the entire mindset of the Rays in, in my opinion i think it's because um, people just see them as a smart uh quote-unquote smart team so that anything they do it's like oh savvy move there and it's like I, I think that's why billy bean got the pass for that terrible josh donaldson trade like that was a terrible i trade. mean i, I kind of killed him for that when that happened <laughs> yeah but i think he it, that i felt like that deserved more criticism even now than it ever got like i feel like we passed over just how I mean, like, much he fucked not, that up and i'm a franklin barreto guy uh-huh. I, I think Franklin Barreto is good. Um, and Kevin Graveman hasn't been bad, I guess. But yeah. So so here's your, your super smart Tampa Bay Rays, folks. Uh, 77 wins, 80 wins, 68 wins, 80 wins. And they have a 496 winning percentage, uh, 509 winning percentage right now. Within their, and they're clearly overperforming. So y- your, your brain genius, Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> and I... Get that they're in the same division. It's hard to be in the same division as those guys. I get that. Um, that being said, that's all the more reason to, you know, find talent and not CJ Crone and Joey Wendell. Yeah. And what's left of Carlos Gomez. <laughs> and uh, it, they're not bad. And if they had been not even like an egregious spender this summer, but like, I mean, winner. They still could have made a real push because you look at what the Mariners are doing. You look at what the Angels are doing. Like they could have realistically competed for that second AL wildcard spot, and that's really all you need. Just get in and see what happens. And, and, and let's also stop pretending the Rays are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Um, Stu Sternberg is a fabulously rich man. Mm-hmm. Um, He's saving up for that stadium. 
Yeah, I, I <laughs> but here's my thing. Um, I, I, so the trap sucks. The location of the trap sucks. Um, but you can mitigate a little bit of the trap sucking by making improvement to the trap. Um, it is just an ice. Um, and they haven't done anything about that, which is probably intentional on a certain level to try and get that new stadium. I get that. Um, and I'm all for the Ibor City plan, by the way. Like, get out of the trap. That's fine. Do it. Um, I, I hope they get out of the trap. Um, I hope they draw. I hope they get to us because then Stu Sternberg will be out of excuses to not put money into his team. Um, and when they finally do move to Ibor City and they're drawing fans and they're still saying, we're so poor, um, then we can talk. Because that's exactly what's going to happen. Oh. Fun times. Um, what do you make of the Astro stuff? Because I've seen that good. thrown around for Hanley. Oh, yeah, no. News, they are good. Um, that To bring it all back to Hanley, do you think... Why would the Astros sign Hanley? I guess it's just like a add another guy kind of deal. You can never have too many. For what? I have no idea, but I've seen Hanley thrown around a lot to the Astros. Who said that? Let's see. It was maybe Buster only? Was the first guy I saw say that? Where is he going to play? I mean, who knows? I mean, are they going to bench Yuli Gurriel? Crawfish boxes. Uh, they had something on it. Um, I mean, Yuli's not exactly hitting for power right now. Yeah. CBS um, Sports had it yesterday. That's weird. I don't understand that. I mean, their DH situation has always been weird to me. Like, I don't. I've always felt like they could have done better than Evan Gaddis. Yeah, oh, um, that's so what it is. It's playing DH because Gaddis has sucked this year. Um, I guess maybe. Um, but like, I don't know. I I feel like they might not want to bring in another guy who's like strictly DH first base kind of thing. Um, I mean, but I, I don't, I don't hate it. Like if they're just going to straight up replace Gaddis, I, I, I guess they could do that. That's fine. Um, it would be a low risk move. So maybe, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, it's not going to be like a needle moving situation. I don't think at the no. very least. Um, no, they're good. I will say I got a good chuckle because, uh, I think it was yesterday I was riding around and traffic and yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to say who it was, but there was a... Uh, sports talk radio person uh, talking about the potential of bringing Hanley to Atlanta to play third base. <laughs> I, I, I just. <laughs> sure. Why not? I think Freddie Freeman third baseman has like fried the brains of a lot of Braves fans of like, Oh, why not? They tried it with Freddie Freeman for a little bit. Let's just throw whoever at third base and see how good this team can be have a personal vendetta against Yohan Camargo or something um I guess not after the walk-off I think everything's good again I mean I don't I get I get that Camargo's not not like a great player but he's fine right he's a great utility guy like I like yeah he's fine guy I don't want him as an everyday third baseman who I want who I think is gonna happen because he actually is hitting this year but hopefully he doesn't fall off a cliff the guy who I said and you know who I'm going to toss Riley oh no not yet he's not getting called I I would not be surprised if he doesn't get called up this season, actually. He feels like a second-half guy. We'll see. I, well, a lot of it just depends on where this team's at. Like, if you're a believer and you... Like, the NL East is still really crowded. 
the Phillies are still really good. Um, I mean, I like the Braves. I think the Nationals good. are coming. Like they're right there. They're they half a game back of the Braves right now. So, like, it would not surprise me at all if the Braves like just i mean the schedule is really nice for them in june so that helps but outside of that like i could still see this team falling off or whatever and i mean acuna we just saw like the scary yeah that sucks like that i cannot believe he didn't do something significantly worse which is good but it even in the moment you're just like oh my god um awful but anyway um it's still a very weak starting rotation julio tehran is still very very like three starts of six innings eight k's no earned runs and then like a two inning four runs two k's kind of start like he's he's on that michael panetta wave yeah it's just it you can't have that as your number one and fault like i still am a faulty guy but faulty's good he's fine but that's it like they still have all these young arms that we're not really sure i I don't think they lack for pitching talent so they don't be okay they have talent I just don't know who I trust in this group. Other than Sean Newcomb. Sean Newcomb, I should mention, has been awesome. And yeah, New- been Newcomb's not surprise. walking people anymore. So it makes the fun. Simmons stuff not look as terrible as it did. Because that was like the big um kind of they messed that one up trade of like the last five years was the Simmons for Newcomb deal. But um getting better. Well, Anderson Simmons is like a top ten player in baseball now, so not great, but at least Sean Newcomb's just not like a guy who's gonna be out. Like not at least he's a rotation guy. At the very yes. least, they got a yes. rotation guy, which is fine. Um, still didn't nail the trade, but it's not a complete disaster as it looked like it was going to be just a few um, years ago. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, to finish that up, I was going to say Mike Mustakis still feels like the third baseman for the Braves down the stretch. He, he might been be future Brave for the last like five years. I don't know how it hasn't happened yet. Um, he signed that one year deal up to that terrible offseason he had. Um, oh, I heard something interesting this morning. This is a side tangent that I wanted to ask you about because Buster only had, uh, <laughs> like he brought this up of just, he was talking to Jerry Krasnick, I think. And I wanted to pose this to you. Do you think the Cubs are regretting their decision to sign you Darvish over Jake Arrieta? Um, maybe, I don't know. Um, it is I interesting. Mean, look, I mean, in the moment, maybe, but I don't know that we can say that for life the contracts, Jake Arrieta is absolutely going to be better than you, Darvish, because yeah. Darvish could get healthy and all of a sudden just start shoving again, mm-hmm. and Jake Arrieta's arm could blow up tomorrow, so who knows? Yeah. Um, it's way too early to, to give a firm answer on that. But it is kind of interesting that it's, our, like at least the very early stages it looks like a really good deal for the Phillies, something that could get them back in the playoffs. Really oh, no, I, I love that contract with the Phillies. Yeah, and then the Cubs, like, what if you just lost his confidence? And what if... I mean, it's not that. The guy's hurt. Well, I mean, that's, like, apparently people within that... I, I don't want to do rampant speculation here, but that was mentioned as, like, a, a thing for him. I, I, listen, I... I don't want to get into that because... That's look. I I don't want to trash Chicago media, but like things get stirred up at times. It, it's it's like Boston. It's like New York. LA does this sometimes. Philly definitely does this, where a big free agent will come in and struggle, and then a lot of a lot of whisper whisper stuff starts getting spread about his his personal makeup, and and I don't like that. 
Yeah, I don't um, want to do that either. I think it was just more of like the way the playoffs went for him last year and compound. He was stepping his pitches for two games. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. Um, but I'm rooting for him. I hope he figures it out. But yeah, um, he's a great guy. I love watching him pitch. So we'll see. It's still, like you said, very early. And um, yeah, that's we can leave it there. The Mets, you mentioned. Yeah. Mark. Oh, God. So my favorite tweet of the Major League Baseball season thus far is the Jim Beam Mets tweet. That... <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> oh, who knew I would love branded content so much? The Mets, man. Oh, we are, we are in a special level of Metsiness right now. They had like a fire today at City Field. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> oh, they really did. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is just... Look, I, I don't have anything personal against the Mets. I want to make that clear. They're just so amusing. It's, it's just so funny. I, I love this stuff because there's so much fun to write about. How does um, this happen? Oh, it's so beautiful. good just like a month ago. Uh, were they though? Were they? I mean, we had the whole like they, this is the first time th- we should have known when people were like, "Do they finally have the fi- the starting five that we've been salivating over for years now? Is it finally all put together? Is this the year they get no! back?" And of course, <laughs> it wasn't. Why do we talk ourselves into it? Like, yeah, no, it's not gonna happen. Oh man, it is, it is bad, man. Matt goes down. Syndergaard goes down. Harvey traded. Wheeler, whatever. Like, it's unbelievable how quickly that But the Harvey trade was actually good. Like, Miserocco has not been bad for them. He really hasn't. And you know what it kind of reminds me of? And like, that was a legitimately was good trade. That was a yeah. legitimately good trade. Yeah. And he um he had a homer the other day. Like, he's he's fine, especially because they lost Darno for the year, and that sucked for them. But yeah, That's a good pickup. It's like the yeah. one good thing Sandy Alderson has done in a year. <laughs> Um, oh my god, Ligaris is probably out for the year. He got put on the 60 day, he is yeah. out for the year, yeah. Because I saw 60 day and I was like, I thought I read that he was out for the year, or maybe they're being conservative right now. I he's got to be well, out no, for the, year I mean, the 60 day is like the biggest DL that exists, like, there is no out for the year DL. That's true. Um, so Ligaris is gone, and I'm gonna miss his glove because I watched a lot of early Mets this season. I d- don't ask me why. I-, I think it's no, you can ask me why. It's because I like watching Steven Matz and Noah Syndergaard pitch. So they were appointment viewing early on. And um, Ligaris, one of my favorite defenders in baseball. I'm going to miss his arm. That dude has an absolute cannon, and I love his range and center. Um, can't hit. We'll never be able to hit, but um, he was fun from defense. But this team, man, like from top to bottom, it's all blowing up. And you know what? I don't think Mickey Calloway solved all their problems. So I, I know a couple people who just like detest Mickey Calloway as a manager. Really? Uh, so like he like and, and I don't, I haven't watched a ton of Mets this year. I, I want to put that out there, but these are guys I trust. Um, like doesn't anticipate the double switches very well. Um, has not liked what he's been saying with the media in terms of owning up to decisions versus or or you know talking about the guys in the room or whatever. Um, like it, it, it's they they're not a Mickey guy. Um, the radio guys aren't the the sports radio guys in town are not Mickey Callaway guys. Um, basically, he's like dad bod Terry Collins is what they're saying. Basically, um, which is kind of harsh, but um, I mean like they, the same kind of thing with you know deferring to 
veterans who shouldn't be playing over like the young kids who should be playing. Um, like it's not good. Um, the bullpen management has been a disaster. Um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I mean, look, I, I, I don't know. I don't remember who else they interviewed for the, for the position. Um, but That's a good question. I don't even remember now. Like it felt like that feels like forever ago, but it doesn't seem like they had an ex like an exhaustive search. If memory serves. I mean, I'm not going to trash the search process. I, I, cause I, well, I, no, I don't, I'm saying like, I don't remember a lot of names coming up like other jobs where it was like the Yankees interviewed like 10 people and yeah. the Mets. I just, I don't feel like they interviewed that many people. I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem like they did. I don't know. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So like it, it, it says it's a special level of messiness this year. Um, we haven't had a, a true scandal yet. I, I, I don't think we've had like a real scandal. Um, there like, I mean, been part of that's because Matt Harvey's not on the team anymore, but, um, which, you know, I, I, I hope he does well. I mean, how has Matt Harvey done since being traded, by the way? I, I haven't done a Matt Harvey wellness check in a while. I haven't uh, either. All I remember was the four inning, like a couple. Yeah, I, I watched his first game. Yeah, that's I think what this is what everybody did. And they were like, all so, right, we're so, good. Matt Harvey on the Reds, 19.1 innings, four, four starts, four games, um, a 3.72 ERA. Okay. All right, Matt Harvey. There um, we go. Still not still a long-term believer. But... Still good at the long ball. The walks are down. Strikeouts are up. Um, again, this is a 19-inning sample, so let's not get crazy. But good for you, Matt Harvey. That, that That's a trade that has benefited both sides, you can say. Yeah. Um. I guess one of the bright spots is Conforto starting to figure things out a little bit. I, I, I am a Michael Conforto guy. Yeah. Uh, Nimmo's been great. Nimmo really has. So are you a believer? Because he has 135 plate appearances now. Um, I'm a Nimmo guy. Okay. I, I am a Brandon Nimmo guy. I'm a Michael Conforto guy. Um, I was an Ahmed Rosario guy. Um, I still think he could be good. It's, it's you know, give him some time. But... Um, I know that like Jose Reyes is like supposedly on the team to like be a mentor to Ahmed Rosario, which is like not the greatest choice of mentor. Um, and he's apparently he's picking up some Reyesian habits. It seems um, not in like the really, really bad way. Um, let, let's be clear. Um, not the, you know, throwing your wife through a glass door habits, but um, just the uh, lackadaisical kind of stuff. So hopefully he gets that sorted out. Right. Um, I, I would, hope that i mean i, I like i'm in rosario i like his skill set he's a very talented player he's still a baby so there's still plenty of time um luis guillorme looks pretty decent um i mean i mean the mets don't lack for maybe they're not a total disaster of a roster there is some talent there it just it's you know anemic raw like it's anemic lineup still at the very least especially when they're it's, injured it's, it's a very messy roster yes which is it, not it is, great. It, it's not a term it, of It's endearment. an extremely messy roster. Yeah. Um, the Bautista thing's kind of worked out from what I understand. Let's look at his Okay, his, he is uh, – I'm glad you brought him up. He has a 600 <laughs> BABIP right now. So he's batting 400. So something tells him it's going to come down, but you never know. 600 seems like a good pace for BABIP. That yeah, he's, he's, he's over with a walk tonight, but, you know. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Adrian Gonzalez – yeah, that that's a very Mets, it's extremely yeah. Metsy signing. The James Loney, uh, yeah, um, very Metsy. Todd Frazier, it's pretty Metsy. 
Cespedes not staying healthy is Metsy. The uh, three-year Jay Bruce contract is very Metsy, which is a bit disgusting. <laughs> uh, Jose Reyes getting three starts a week and doing absolutely nothing both at the plate and in the field is very Metsy. Um, the signing Jason Vargas and calling it an offseason and saying, we got the pitching we need is very Metsy. Um, but to be they fair, put, well, it was also kind of funny because they really, I think they really did think they were going to have their healthy rotation this year. They're like, we'll just have which is and, Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like, oh, <laughs> they they still believe. That's cute that they think that they can survive with just one extra starter. And Jason like they Vargas. really should have signed Jake Arrieta. <laughs> like that would have been yeah. like really helpful. Um, I mean, yesterday they played with what like a like three men three men down in the bullpen. What was the yesterday? Yes, Where like Gerson Bautista pitched the ninth inning in a tie game. It was like they have they're doing like a bullpen today, right? But today's a bullpen game, right? Yes. So, so they had, they knew they had the bullpen game today because Vargas um, is pitching tonight. They were already doing, they were already down a man for whatever reason. Then Matt's exits in the third with with the finger thing. Yeah. Um, and they could have had a pitcher there to help and they keep playing. They, they didn't do it because of the Mets. Yeah. They really they're really bad at that kind of sort. Like the just the roster management, day to day roster management of like you know playing a man down and like not dealing guys is is quintessential Mets, and they're doing it again this year. Um. So, I mean, yeah, Gerson Bautista, who came up from Double A, uh, pitched the ninth inning in a tie game against the Braves, and that went exactly as you would expect. Um. Good stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> They, yeah, they, and like they, hey, and they, they, they were though. extra men down because Blevins and Blevins, not Blevins, uh, Familia and somebody else were unavailable because they'd already pitched a lot the day before. Yep. So yeah, it's not good. But I've got great news. What's the good news? David Wright's getting reevaluated tomorrow. Oh. Okay. It's end of May. It's time for one more test to see if uh, spinal you know, stenosis. Like, it's going to be all right. And like, I, I don't hold this against, I don't hold no, it against David Wright personally. Like, God bless him. Yeah. I love uh, it. Right but the Mets are doing this because they have to like theoretically try and get him back because, um, they're collecting the insurance money on, on the, uh, on the, the contract. So they it's have also to just brutal. Like these stories with David Wright, like I just can't imagine for, I feel bad for the writers who have to like write these process stories. Like every time he tries to come back and like, Oh, David Wright's trying to come back. Like it's just like <sighs> there was one on Newsday. This was four days ago. Sunday marks two year anniversary of David Wright's last game with the Mets. It's like what? why are we doing this? This is just it's brutal. Really um, oh man. So I think we can can we cross off the Mets playoff team twenty eighteen? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I I just want to make sure we could do that. Um, hundred percent certainly. Man, it's gonna be a fun off season. For the Mets, because the fans are though? here. I mean, is it? Is it, is it? I, I, yeah, that's true. It could be. It, it in a. Um, it really could be, but I don't think they will. Like you said, um, they could do some really fun, crazy stuff. But, um, man, uh, I, I, this is the kind of thing I get in trouble for saying. But they should think about trading the ground at the deadline. They should think about like they should think about trading everybody. Like everybody should be like, eh, what would you all, what would you give me for this person? Like that should be the Mets strategy at this point. Like, is there really anyone untouchable on this roster for this kind of team? If I was running the team, no. And like, I, 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 I'm not. 
I, I am not a tanking is good person, as as we've established many times on this podcast. Um, but given the state of the roster and more important and the state of the farm system, because they really don't have a whole lot going on down there. Um, like you can get some stuff for DeGrom and Familia right now. Yeah. And Cabrera, cause he's hitting really well. Somebody will take him. And it's also just like, but I think if they did do something crazy this winter, I think they would have to do it after moving on from Alderson. Like at what point do they? And that's not going to happen. Up? No, it's not. But I think that's like my thing. Is like I, he shouldn't get any more chances. But but you know what? Sandy's not a problem. It's ownership. Yeah, but I, I guess. And I mean, not that, not, not that Sandy's not that that not that I, I'm a fan of what Sandy's done lately. But at, like at, at, when when the the problems are so systemic, like it, it's it's ownership. Yeah. And the, I mean, they're the ones that open up the pocketbook and they're the ones who are, you know, promising playing time to Jose Reyes and Jose Bautista and all that. And it's just not good. Could they get De Podesta back? Because uh, he got um, kind of... No, he's, he's, he's kind of processing with the Browns now, right? Well, he got reassigned. So, like, that front office that he came in with got switched up with John Dorsey came into power and there's like 40 billion people in that front office now. And apparently he's just like close to Jimmy Haslam, the owner, but I, I don't know. Maybe that's the, maybe that's all they're missing. Maybe Let's they should stop bringing the back. same guys back over and over again and actually get some fresh blood in there. Am I crazier did Omar Minaya pop up again? for that He reason? did get brought back. Okay. Um, in a very weird power struggle thing where he is now running like, Minor, I don't. I forget what his exact title. He's doing like minor special assistant to the general manager. Wait, but I thought that's what JP Ricciardi was. What is JP Ricciardi? JP. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a very. It's a messy, mess. Okay, JP Ricciardi has the exact same title. He is yep. the currently. He is currently a special assistant to the New York Mets general manager, Sandy Olson. What the hell? Yep. But I, I think they were saying Manaya was like specifically going to be doing like player development stuff. I forget. He's trying to see if Carlos Delgado still has anything left. I mean, listen, they're they're still running race out there, so why not? Yeah, get the gang back together. Who else is on those teams? Was it uh, who else were missing? Good David Wright, Carlos Delgado was was Mondesi on those teams? I feel like Wright I don't Mondesi. remember. Yeah. Um. Fun times. Uh. Last thing before we go. The NL West, uh, we touched on the Rockies a little bit. They're surviving. They're 30 and 25 as of this recording. They're in first place, but they're not good. No, but good news. The NL West is not good. I was like a big Diamondbacks guy, and then they forgot how to hit. Well, they also got destroyed by injuries. Like, the Diamondbacks have had a really bad injury-riddled season thus far. They have, but they also forgot how to hit. Yeah. Do you think it's comeuppance for not paying J.D. Martinez? They, if, if there was going to be some sort of karmic punishment for not paying GD Martinez for getting out of hit would be a big one. Like yeah. that, that would be rather fitting because Goldschmidt's really struggling, right? Like I haven't looked at it in the last week. Yeah. Goldie was having a hard time. He, I think he's starting to come back around. Um, but yeah, he was having a rough time when you're relying on <laughs> Daniel Descalso <laughs> to really carry the middle. Yeah. What, what, like, what is this? Like with like Daniel, like, <laughs> Every time I look at that team, it's like Chris Owens batting second and Daniel Scalzo hitting six. Like those guys don't, aren't good, and they like constantly hit second and six. That's really weird. It's not good. 
I mean, you have Jared Dyson out there who's not hitting. Like, it's just their lineup is just. That was another thing I got yelled at for recently. Uh, Not recently, but like over the winter was saying Chris Owens can't hit. I got yelled at for that. Yeah, no, he can't hit. (laughs) He's got like a career 80 something WRC plus and I got yelled at for saying he can't hit. This entire roster can't hit. I mean, the Susan deal wasn't bad. No, but I mean, he's Um, hurt. Pollock's hurt. Like it's no AJ Pollock's always hurt, yeah. which is it's always like freak stuff, dude. It's not like you know things he keeps re-injuring. It's just like he keeps like breaking things. Um, Rubby Ray is on. I think is he still on the DL? I think he is. Um, I think he's yeah. I mean, Tawan Walker, sixty day. You had Shelby Miller who tore. Uh, he had Tommy done surgery last year. Um, I think he, I saw. Didn't I see Shelby Miller on a rehab assignment? Yeah, recently? he's gonna be back. Um, so that'll be help. Like, I think their rotation's gonna be fine. But yeah, Clay Buckle took the rotation. Hit. Yeah, they just can't hit. Like, I don't see how they're and you know what would have helped this season? JD Martinez. <laughs> he falls into your lap, he loves it there. And you're like, nah. That's he money. was going to the park every day because he was super tight with AJ Pollock. Yeah, money's hard. Let's not sign him. <laughs> you wanna talk about crappy owners, man. Oh my god. It's just like two things can be true. And this is, we need to clarify this. The Steven Souza Jr. deal could be good while also. It was, it was a fine enough deal. Like, yeah, that happened. I was like, fine. okay, that works. That's fine. Whatever. But that's still not JD Martinez. No. <laughs> like, no. both can be true. Both, like, that's a solid B minus adjustment for losing Martinez. Fine. Defensible. Signing J- Mar- JD Martinez for another new contract is the better A-plus move because this team just won the division it's last year. such week. a no-brainer. <laughs> like, they, they, like, they were, like, anemic, and then Martinez showed up, and, like, they took off. and like, hmm. You traded your entire farm system to the Braves. You went for it. You signed Zach Greinke. You have a great... Another great starting rotation guy in Patrick Corbin. You have all these guys. You don't get cheap when you're contending. This was... A- Especially because their window is so short. Exactly. I just... I can't get. Yeah, it. I, wrote, I wrote a whole call about this. <laughs> this is just what a dumb team. I'm sorry, Derek Montilla, but this is just a dumb team, and I'm very annoyed that. Uh, you know what? I'm glad this team might not make the playoffs this year. I'm glad. Karmic justice. There we go. Um, and you know what? I think we both love the Rockies, and I want Rocktober back in my life. So yeah, I, yeah, it's fun when the Rockies are good. Exactly. I want Nolan Arenado, who is in a lot of pain these days, but I want him to not be in pain. And I want, uh, yeah. So speaking of dumb teams, let's look at the Rockies for a second here. Let's talk about this. Okay. Um, so their first base situation last year was questionable at best. Thank God they stumbled into a God tier Mark Reynolds season out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Mark Reynolds for the national because he couldn't get a job. He was like, it's not like Mark Reynolds got snatched up. He couldn't get a job. So they're like, not nah, screw it. We're just going to run up Ian Desmond at first base. Um, they brought back Carlos Gonzalez because reasons. And and that was the offseason, folks. That was it. <laughs> um, well, they, they did sign Wayne Davis. They brought in Brian Shaw. They brought Jake McGee back. So that they, they, they did – like you can say they improved their bullpen, but did they really improve their bullpen? Because McGee was already there. Wade Davis replaces a great Greg Holland season. And Shaw is like the one upgrade, I think. Yeah. I mean you can have a healthy Adam Adovino until he's not healthy because he's on the DL right now. Um, they pay Charlie Blackman, which they, that's just what good teams do. Yep. Um, good teams don't run willingly by mind you willingly 
run into the season with a middle of the order of Arenado, Story, and what's left of Carlos Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. That's dumb. Um, again, Mark Reynolds was out there. He could have been had. Lucas Duda was out there. Could have been had. Like the the one thing this offseason had was like oodles of first baseman. Um, and they didn't. They didn't. They didn't do any of that. You know, if you want to get really crazy, you could have signed Eric Hosmer. <laughs> You would really want to go for that. You can sign Eric Hosmer. And if teams were worried about his bat long term, put him in Coors Field for that. Put him in Coors Field. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's like actually like that should be a thing of just like batters who are not sure if they're ever going to be able to replicate. Mike Kadire was like on the way out, went to Coors Field and won a batting title. Exactly. Like, why would you not go there if you're Eric Hosmer? Like, I mean, I guess people love living in San Diego, but people love living in Denver too. So, uh, and he would have gone to the Rockies for, uh, you know, a team that just made the playoffs. Yeah. The Rockies didn't seem like, like they were a team that would ever consider paying Eric Cosmo or signing him. For that well, game. they didn't consider paying anybody outside of their bullpen. Yeah. Um, which again, like this offense is just not good. Like I get that LeMay, he was hurt, but even when he was healthy, that wasn't a good offense. It's just not a good, they're, they're, they can't hit. And John um, Gray's having a really weird season, which, which feels like that happens every year now. Yeah. How do you feel this, about the rotation outside of I mean, Gray? it's fine. Yeah. Um, Freeland's underrated. Anderson's fine. Bettis is fine. Marquez is okay. Um, they get a good free agent pitcher to go there. So you have to develop it all yourself. So that makes it hard. I, I get that. Um, because, I mean, you're like, if you're Jake Arietta, are you going to sign with the Phillies or you're going to sign with the Rockies? Uh, I'm going to sign with the Phillies. Exactly. Nobody's ever going to willingly go there unless you throw a truck of money at them. So, and even then, that might not work. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I I understand that they're in a tough spot with with the pitching thing, but isn't that all the more reason? Just like I, again, 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 they 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 threw money at the bullpen, which is a good idea because if you're not if you're not anticipating, I'll, you being know, able to hit, you better have a good bullpen. Well, no, it's not a matter of not being able to hit. It, it's if you're. Pitching isn't what you want it to be. If you're starting pitching isn't what you want yeah. it to be, you, be, you beef up the bullpen. Because you can't get um, the starting pitchers on the free agent. Like, the good ones aren't going to go there. You get Jason Marquis of the world. That, that that makes sense. You sign Wade Davis, you, you sign Brian Shaw. Even though Shaw's had a very bad year so far. Um, but, God, like, this, like, they're the Rockies and they can't hit. Yeah. It's weird, but that's Not also kind of good, though, just, in a weird way, right? But but, okay. but all the, but on on top of that, like they have McMahon, who they finally called up. He's playing second base now. Yeah, uh, they have Raimel Tapia, they have those guys, and they're running out Gerardo Parra and Ian Desmond every day. I don't get it. I don't either. But do you think they still Wait, win the, the division? The Desmond contract was a, was a joke in the first place, but ah, jeez, who wins this division? Uh, nobody wants to win this I division. I think the Dodgers do. I mean, I, I thought they were dead, and, and they've come back to life. And I just feel like we're gonna get. Um, but I don't think I, it's gonna be Machado, but they're gonna do something. Here's my thing with the Dodgers, though. I don't know if they're good. But we just said we. I don't think you have to be good to win this division. The team you don't, but like, I don't know if they're like winning this division. Like, ugh, I don't know, man. What's your biggest concern? Because they they're getting Kershaw back. Um, Bueller's been great for them. He has, but I like Walker Bueller. Uh, I just. I don't know. I feel like they're just going to stumble their way into it. Like Bellinger hasn't really been Matt himself. Kemp. What the hell is this? Matt Kemp? Okay. Yeah. The, 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 the Matt Kemp's back. He's the thing again. Um, 
incredible, uh, by the way. He's really yeah, mashing. Good, and, good for him. But also, can we... Uh, I forgot where I for, heard this, and I agreed. There's a lot of praise for Matt Kemp having a comeback season, but a lot of it has to do with him getting in shape. And it's like, it goes back to like, are we applauding a millionaire who plays baseball for a living for getting in shape like he's supposed to do every year? Like, what? Yeah, he should be in shape every year. That's how this works. I mean, I, I'm not like throwing a party. I'm just saying it's fun that Matt Kemp's hitting. I would agree. Yes. But I just, uh, that, I don't know. That that part kind of hurt me where it's like, oh, yeah, it's an awesome story. But it's, let's also mention. I'm not saying it's an awesome story. I'm saying it's, it's incredibly amusing. Yes. More than anything else. Okay. Um, I don't know. But like, like, like what is fine? Bueller's fine. Kershaw's Kershaw. Um, I don't adore the bullpen. I mean, I mean, Kenley Jansen's finally being Kenley Jansen again. Thank God. Um, cause he was not Kenley Jansen for like a month. Uh, Rich Hill is out with his usual blister issues and throwing bullpens like every day. Um, which is very weird. Um, Max Muncy can hit now. Do you think, uh, try and get a Seager replacement for this year? Cause it seems like they kind of expected him to go down. I, I don't know if they expected him, but like, well, I mean, he was having issues before that. And then it just final, I don't know. There's something there where it's like, well, right, well who, who would they get? That's a good question. I just, I, I don't think Machado but outside, outside of Machado. Cause I think it's very realistic. You do. Yes. So I think the Orioles are going to spike. like, dude, if they, if they reel off like a five game winning streak and they're like one game over, they should like immediately trade for Manny Machado. <laughs> um, no, I'm saying the Orioles. I could 100% see Angelos just saying, "Oh no, screw the, the, this. The, the We're riding this out." The stupidity would be on the Orioles' side, not on the Dodgers' side. Let's be very clear about that. Yes, I um, think there is a real chance they ride this out for the full season, just despite every other contender. God, that would be awful. Uh, who would they get? Who would they get? They could trade for Jose Iglesias. They could trade for. Which is not that inspiring. That's not going to like move. No, but it's a it's a guy. I mean, I mean, I'd rather just play Taylor and at short and front uh, Peterson out in center. Well, you're also hoping Chase doesn't eventually realize that he's like 63 years old. Uh, that's that might be happening very soon. Yes, so that's something that's still coming down the pike. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if he's still on the team in a month. Oof. Uh, who would I mean like? I think we have to Jordy see Mercer again. I just rather play play Taylor and, and Peterson every day. Yeah. Um, what do the Rangers have right now? Because the Rangers they're running like, Jerks and Profar out there, which is really fun. That could be. And it. well, no, because Profar is like playing decently. Yeah. Oh, uh, he doesn't really fit on that team when Andres is healthy. So maybe they trade for Profar, but like he's not like. Well, the Pirates have too many outfielders now that Meadows is. Um, yeah. Good. So like, honestly, I mean, if they, if, if if they don't get Machado, I would frankly just run taylor out there every day looking at these options okay. yeah it's not great but he's he's playing decently yeah he's got a 114 so why not can we can i say the padres are kind of fun now i'm a, i am a big franchi cordero guy and i'm very upset he's hurt okay Did you i love french last night that absolute bomb that who uh, hit the bomb I think it was Reyes. 
From Framiel Reyes. Framiel Reyes, yeah. My, my new large adult son, Framiel Reyes. 442-foot homer. He, he is a large adult son. In I every love sense. this guy. He's, he's Franchi and Framiel, man. They're the best. I'm conflicted because I hate their uniforms. And I want them they to... went for the most they, like they had like those uniforms that, like that that were on pitch with like the yellow accents and stuff. Yeah, and they were like no, that's too much fun. That's what, but it's also so weird because you know the fans all want that. Like they still wear it to the games, and it's just like, why not just make them happy? No fans are it, like, you know what? Can you please keep these the uh, boring blue and whites, the Trevor Hoffman era. Padre uniforms. We need these in our lives. No one's doing that. Who is doing give, that? Give us, give us the brown and yellow, folks. Yeah, I don't. Teams are afraid to be just crazy. Like, I, I don't get it. It go also the Rays. It it's basically the Rays of the NL. Where... So here's my thing with the Rays. I hate the uniforms except, except. Uh, have you seen like the faux throwback ones that they rock sometimes, where it looks like they're from the '80s? Yes, kind of like those the, are uh, awesome. From that those are incredible. movie incredible incredible uniforms i love those they should wear those every day but they'll never match those prime devil rays uniforms the they're wearing just... those a couple times this year i think well that's good they should wear them all like, the like, like like the, like the super 90s lettering and stuff yeah i don't know um any chance the giants figure it out no right maybe okay maybe um they've love got a Chris couple Stratton. guys uh, Chris Stratton's okay. He's fine. I've watched him pitch twice this year, and it's really bizarre. That's one of the, my favorite things about the MLB season, where like I have these notes, and I'm just like, how have I stumbled on to two Chris Stratton starts? How have I watched Joe Gonzalez three times? How is this happening? And it's a lot of it's by chance. And so I, I, I think uh, Panic's on a on a rehab. Mm-hmm. I know Bumgarner's on a rehab. Um, so getting those two back would be nice. Uh, Cueto, I don't know what his deal is. I think I've. Remember, I keep seeing his name, so I think he might be close. You could just be following uh, his Instagram. I, I I I should be following his Instagram, man. Um, but yeah, so like th- getting those guys back will help. I just like so if you put those guys in rotation, then you have Bumgarner, Cueto, Stratton, Block, and I don't know. Um, not Marge inspiring. Is pretty much done, right? He he just went on the deal. Yeah, but I mean, like he's been bad. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, it just the, the lineup. I mean, they still have pieces. Like Belt, still fine. Belt's Buster having a great Posey's year. Still there. Like Longoria's not been a dumpster fire. Uh, McCutcheon's kind of coming around. I don't like the rest of the outfield, but like that infield of Crawford, Longoria, Belt, um, Panic, and Posey. Like that's still a re- like that could be a playoff team. I mean, you would think that. But it's the Giants. I don't know, man. I don't either. I, I, I'm never overly inspired by them. Um, I am incredibly interested to see where they are a month from now. Yeah. Um, because all right, here, here's my crazy conspiracy theory. I'm ready. Uh, let's say the Giants are like I don't know seven under at, at the end of at the end of June. Um, they're five under right now. I think they are. Yeah, they're five under right now. Let's say they're seven under. Then and they're five under, but they're also five back. They're only five out. So remember the whole division of dumpster fire. And let's say they're seven under and seven out going into July. People start calling you about Madison Bumgarner. Oh. What do you do? 
it really just depends on the team. But I also think the Giants are so screwed with their farm system and the, yeah. the outlook of like the next 10 years, no matter what, that I would yeah. keep him and try and get one more title. I really would. You've already gone too far into this veteran heavy roster. Like, I think you just kind of have to accept your fate and know that you're probably going to go down the Phillies kind of seven year slog after they waited too long to move their veterans and just had to be really fucking horrible for a while before they got back to. Okay. But if you trade Madison Bumgarner, Mm -hmm. you get some pretty stuff back. Still no. I think you just ride it out. I think if you can find a way to get one more ring or one more. Okay. So Brian Cash, so Brian Cashman calls you. Mm -hmm. He says, I will give you, I will give you your pick. Uh, okay, so I'll give you Clint Frazier. Oh, yeah. That's a given for sure. I'll give you Esteban Floreal. Okay. I will give you Chance Adams and, and some, other, some other goodies. And if you want, you can have Brandon Drury. Still no. Okay. Uh, can you imagine the Yankees with Bumgarner? Because I think that might be the play for them. Oh my god! Because they need a frontline starter in the worst way. But if they go down that road, I, I just didn't do trade Posey. I think he's untradeable. Really? Huh? Doesn't he? I mean, I, mean, I, I think he has a no trade clause to, to begin with. But um, if the Braves called, he's from South Georgia. It's also one of those things. Like, I don't know if the Giants would trade the face of the team. Yeah, but if you're trading Bumgarner, that's my whole thing. Is like you're signaling a huge shift in where you're going for the next maybe ten years. Seriously, that's how bad it's going to be for a while. I don't think it would be that bad. Okay. Um, because let's say you trade Bumgarner, you move Bell from the offseason. Um, you, if you if you trade Bumgarner, you're trading McCutcheon at the deadline too. Um, but you're not getting anything from McCutcheon. No, but but like you'll get you'll get you'll get a toy for him. Um, you trade you trade Bumgarner, and I'm I'm not saying they should do this. I'm saying this is the, this is the scenario they have to think about because I think that's where they are right now. I don't think they um, consider it. I think they're just going to lock up Bumgarner. They can't extend him. I think they will. Why? Because so he can be the ace of a 60 win team fought three years from now. I don't think they see themselves as that. I think they're smarter than that. Okay. I think they're they're much smarter than that. I think they. I think he stays. He's still what twenty eight. Uh, I don't think he's leaving. Uh, yeah, Buster Posey has a full no trade clause. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I I would say as of this moment, my gut tells me they would not move him, but um. Even for a package like you just, um, all right. But if, but if you're a GM of a team that needs a pitcher, you have to call them about them, and that's about that scenario. Oh, for sure, you call them. But I guess, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I we'll see. We'll see. No, it, it's definitely a weird situation. Um, but I mean, if I'm the Giants, I have to at least think about it. I think. Mm-hmm. And they won't even consider it if they're like one game over 500. That's oh no, no, and they, and if they are, if they're one game over in a month from now, they shouldn't. Okay. If they're one game over, it's like every game matters right now for their future. 
Like they're I mean, a team I'm, that just so much is in play based on what they're doing right now. Every game. I mean, a month from now is the end of June. So, yeah. so they still have a month to think about it, but I, I mean, it, it's going to be very interesting. Can you imagine if they go on like a five game skid and they go on this like 10 game win streak and they're just, and <laughs> front office is just losing their mind. Like, who is this team? Um, Oh man, I, I don't know. It's going to be a really interesting summer in San Francisco at the very least. And I think in Los yeah. Angeles too, because I think both teams might get a little angsty, angsty over where they're headed. Dude, if, they, if the Dodgers are stinking it up, what are they doing? The you're going to see Yasvani Grandal in a Nationals uniform. Ooh, I like it. And then hopefully Daniel Murphy comes back and he plays baseball again for the Nationals yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they've weathered the storm, and that's the, like the scary thing about the Nationals is they're a half game out of first, and they had a really awful start to the season, and it just—I think they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Which is part of the reason I'm still kind of lukewarm on where the Braves can finish this summer. Is just the Nationals are coming, the Phillies are objectively really good, and um, the Brewers are awesome. The Cardinals are there. The Cubs are good. I just I think it's gonna be really hard to get one of the wild card spots, even if um they uh are still pretty good down the stretch. So we'll see. But uh anyway, Nick, I this is always fun and I appreciate you taking the time. We can find you on Twitter at Stellini Tweets, we can read you at the Athletic Sporting News and Baseball Prospectus. Is there anything we're recording this on a Wednesday night? Is there anything coming out this week that we should look out for? Um, I'm working on a feature about a Yankees prospect that you probably don't know the name of. So um, that should be coming very soon, hopefully. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah. All right. Well, we will do that. Nick, always a pleasure. Let's talk again soon. Will do. See you.